Welcome back, everybody. Never on schedule, but always on time. This is the Around the Way podcast. And on this episode, I have my homie Hefe, a.k.a. Jeff, a.k.a. Meditate Music come through. And really, we just caught up. We were supposed to talk about music, but we never really got around to it. Got a great story to tell. So um, here we go. Book of Hefe, 11-11. A podcast, just listening to one, it's like, you hearing what you live through through other people. You know them people personally. Yeah. So that shit hit different. It hit a lot different. So like when I actually like literally right before you hit me up about the podcast is when I started getting into them. I first heard one with uh I think J. Cole just random on title. And I'm like, wait, people really doing the, the um you know, the podcast thing yeah. and it's really taking off. Like I was like, Yeah, I just don't have the patience to do it. So it's like, I always wanted to do that, but I'm like, once you said you're going to do it, I'm like, bet, I'm going to do something if I provide music or whatever, it's whatever, shit. Yeah, so. yeah, like, the podcast shit, it just, I was doing with my brother-in-law and stuff, and then when we stopped doing ours together, I was like, I really just liked it. So I was like, just uh-huh. let me figure out a way to do it. And uh, I don't know, it didn't it didn't really cost me much, for real, for real. Like, you don't got to overdo uh-huh. it when you do it. I just started getting pieces here, by like, one by one, and then I probably was able to get enough stuff to do it. It cost me maybe like $200. Oh, maybe. Ain't, yeah, ain't nothing, that's yeah. like, because I have a camera with it. Probably right. before it would have been like a buck fifty. So yeah, it was to it for real, for real. Like it was just all about finding the time to actually sit down and edit stuff. And right. figure out and to learn the processes. Yeah. And like yeah. getting back your info and everything. That was like the hard part for me. But right. like, uh, how you been holding up since the quarantine and shit? Like what you been up to? Yeah, honestly, I've been if if I ain't been in the house just like make I've been making hella beats, bro. Like not even just like working on my own album. I've been putting a lot of stuff together for a lot of different people and then trying to reach out to other people too. Um January was big music wise. Um I did a little thing with Apple and Title with the basketball song that I came out with, the one I submitted for two K. Yeah. Um they well can't really say too much because it's under contract and stuff. But pretty much they sought me out for that song and they wanted to use certain portions of the song and just pay me straight out and just was verifying who made what off the song. Yeah. So I've been just making little quiet moves here and there. I'm trying to collect a hundred different checks before setting down small checks that just don't add up. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at life a lot different. Even with the quarantine. I mean, I I'm not really scared of all of that shit. Like, a lot of people are really in fear. Like, I come outside, and honestly, I feel like what you eat and what you do in life will determine a lot of shit you go through later on. Like, a lot of the people that are getting sick have, like, health issues already. So it's like, me personally, I don't have those health issues, so I'm going to live my life as best as I can under this shit. You know what I mean? And not stress. Niggas got too much stress already. Yeah, that's I'm not letting. Like, I ain't doing stress over this. Shit. Yeah, I'm not stressing over it. I mean, my kids is healthy. I'm healthy. Shit, family healthy. You know, I, I know people who have family who've had it. You know what I mean? So it's a real thing. But to me, it's like it's not going to control my life. It's not going to stop me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I keep people telling people like right now, and that's what's. That's what's driving everybody crazy. It's, it's some people way too afraid of it right now. And it's real. It's definitely real. Like, I'm not even going to play like it's not. Yeah. But we just got to learn how to be calm, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Most people can't, and I'm glad you said that because that was one of the things we're gonna talk about: black men being calm in certain situations. So yeah, I'm gonna keep that one in line for later on. <laughs> we're gonna, we gonna touch back on that one, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, like, man, we can actually talk about that now because that's the, that's deep with us black men. Like, we don't know how to communicate, right? Uh, I'm saying that out of just being real. Like, we take everything to heart. We so defensive about shit, you know what I mean? We don't know how to respond to shit still. Even we be 30, 40, 50, still don't know how to respond to certain shit. Yeah. And that's because we don't choose to respond to that shit the right way sometimes, for real. You think it'd be a problem with people uh, dealing with their ego? Some people don't know how to deal with their own ego, so like they Yeah, just- yeah. Yeah, that's, that's to me, ego is like a whole nother, like, you got your emotions. You got happy, sad, mad. Ego yeah. is another one of them. To me, it's like it can turn on and off at any moment. Cause look at how like nigga like even I mean we gonna talk about the beer shit too because I'm I, I almost caught up to you but I ain't there yet <laughs> but yeah like so it's like when a nigga rough for months and they get a fresh cut the ego just woof you go from there to there you know what I'm saying it can turn on anytime it's just like my ego with a haircut is not the same ego like if I put out a song that I think um is nice. And I'm just like, well, yeah, my shit, the hottest shit out, fuck your song type shit. That's that's the bad ego to me. Like, I feel like like Kendrick, when he came out with that control verse, that was his alter ego. Yeah, music with the egos, yeah. Yeah, all right. So, like, getting back into it, because, like, kind of where we was going with it, because I even wanted to talk about that anyway. Just, like, the ego and everything. And, like, just dealing with your ego. And then, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, for me, I'm... I definitely think I'm one of them people, like, my ego is where I would say I used to survive on. Like, I'm not saying I have a dick on it or anything like that, but mm. it's definitely just, like, it's definitely my ego. It's definitely just how I feel about myself and who I am. That's what just... Yeah. That was just that was just the confidence. That was the confidence that niggas had as kids about shit. And it's, like, it's not too much of an ego. It's just, like, shit, as a kid, we had to be strong through certain shit. So we was, like, nigga, we was good. Like, nigga, if I made it through that, I'm good, so I can make it through whatever. Yeah, like, so I feel you there. I feel like that every day. Like, I look on the news, you see niggas dropping like flies, and I'm like, damn, I made it today, so I got to make tomorrow better. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the ego thing, people people don't know how to get over that. Like I said, before we got disconnected, people don't know how to communicate. So sometimes they let the ego actually take over who they are. And and we older now, we can't be doing that shit because nigga, that's like we can't teach the next generation that. That's like that's going backwards to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to know how to check it, and like that's something I yeah. do. Like you definitely got to know how to check it because like it could be your downfall. It definitely could be your downfall, man. And uh, some people don't know how to check their ego, and some people. Don't I'm know telling my sister to wait. She's steady coming to the door. It's big, man. People don't. And what's what's worse? People don't know when their ego is fucking with them. That'd be the thing. People don't know when to see it. Or they know they know they know it, but they don't acknowledge or accept that shit. Accountability. They don't take accountability for it. Like, I guess that's what I'm kinda getting at. Yeah. I had this talk with my brother a couple weeks ago because we almost got into a fist fight. And that's my first son type shit. And I had to tell him, like, man, sometimes you just gotta be accountable, bro. Check your ego, bro. I'm big bro still. Like you're not gonna disrespect me. Like I've always been humble with you. You've you've done things, you know what I'm saying, that 
that a nigga in the street would have killed you over and it came to me. I didn't even put hands on you. I just taught you a lesson type of thing. Check that ego shit at the door because the next nigga won't know how to react to that shit. You know? Sometimes you got to bump your head too. I talk to somebody about that. Like sometimes you just going to bump your head. There's nobody going to be able to save you. Like you got to clap. You never know. Yep. That's that's big with me, man. Like you don't have kids yet, do you? No. I mean, I don't want to put that. Let me uh, shit, ain't no wood in here. Uh, <laughs> shit, but you know, having kids that that, that kind of changed my perspective too, man. Like it humbles you, sets you down, teaches you a lot. It shows you like to keep your ego and all of that together, man. Like, all right, say if I, it's something that I really want to do, but you know, what I'm saying, I really don't have the money to do it, and I gotta get something for my kids over what I want to do. I got to put my ego aside, be like, well, I know I'm going to make this money later. That's my ego talking. If I'm like, I'm going to go get this money later, I do for my kids to tomorrow. That's my ego talking. You know what I'm saying? Niggas got to learn how to switch that. It really affects a lot of stuff in life, man. I'm glad you brought that up, man. That really affects a lot of stuff that people go through. The it, ego. It, it, can, it could be the thing that puts you, but it could also be like some shit that you have to deal with or it will like eat you alive. And that's the that's the ugly part. Like people, definitely. They explain it, but like it'll eat you alive. Like who you think you are will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Nobody always like everyone is not always gonna understand that. But, but see, like it's not a game. As far as it eating you alive, though, like I think some people might need that because you gotta find out who you are. Like you say, bumping your head, like. I kind of think like uh, Shutter Island, like you hip to that movie, right? Oh yeah, that's amazing. How how the how the ending, how it's all like in your mind, like everything was just in his mind. He controlled everything that he wanted to do in that movie the whole time, because in his mind, that's what he was. So when a nigga got the ego that they think, like, all right, we all know Kanye was the first nigga. Like I'm Kanye, I got that ego, nigga, that swag. I did. That's the good. That's the cool ego. But if a nigga like, all right, yeah, nigga, I'm the best nigga. You ain't shit, nigga. Like, even Pac did that, but he had the right to most times because that was that nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Pac get a pass, but niggas ain't Pac out here talking about, nigga, I'm this, I'm that. You know what I'm saying? That's why, honestly, and it, it's going to keep coming to music, too. I want to keep that last. But that's how I've gained, like, access to certain artists to be able to connect with them and do features with them and stuff because they didn't have the ego of an A-list artist, even though they're A or B-list artists. They came like, oh, I like the beat. I'm fucking with it. What you trying to do type shit. And then I just worked my hand that way. But it's like, I, ego is crazy because you will write somebody who you think like, that's well, that's one of my favorite artists. They so humble on TV. They this, they that. And then you write them about a song, they read the shit, and then they don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the ego to me. Like, if you can read it, you can reply. You know what I'm saying? Because we all out here trying to eat. Like, but some people give me like thousands of emails. I mean, that's true too. That's true too. No, see, the emails, emails, I, I noticed like dealing with school, like they taught us all that shit, like the business side of music, how to make the beast, the theory. But the main thing was networking. Like, I put what I learned in school with watching, like, the Nipsey interviews and the J. Cole interviews and how they worked 
their brands to their advantage and how they did it their own way. So what I pretty much figured out was it's no right way to do that shit. That's why you said podcast. I'm like, it's perfect. Nobody's thinking about that right now where we at. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to put out a podcast. And I'm like, keep this motherfucker going. Because <laughs> you just started something. You know what I'm saying? When you, once you start something that you really love you into, you're not going to stop. And they really, they about to walk to the, yeah, they got umbrellas and they about to walk to the damn store now. <laughs> Fried. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, it's cool. You didn't, you didn't got your little five seconds jazz. <laughs> but yeah, though, I just been, man, I, uh, I hit up artists. I send them beats. If they reply, they reply. They don't, they don't. As far as the emails go, but if it's like Instagram and shit, and I know that they're looking and they're reading it and they're personally running their page and they're not saying nothing, I'll send one message. And then after that, if you read it, don't say nothing. I'm not messaging you again. It's just like, I'm not that guy who's about to pressure nobody to work with me. Either you do or you don't, you don't, you don't. I create my own product so I can control whatever I do. You know what I mean? So with me doing that, I feel like I'll never have an ego. And honestly, one of my first plans, if things go how I want it, and we we started with the quarantine. Um, We're going to go back there because... This quarantine kind of pauses, well, has paused what I had planned for the summer. It hasn't stopped it, but it has paused it. Um, Like I say, as far as the music, I've been doing things where when it gets warmer, I'll be in a position where I can make consistent money with everything. So if things go right, what I'm planning on doing is every project that I come out with, it's going to be five or six Cleveland artists on it off top, no matter what, no matter where I'm at in my career. It's going to be Cleveland involved with my damn albums or whatever I do. And that's going to be my way of always giving back. And I'm not going to be that artist with the ego who's going to be like, I don't owe y'all nothing, this or that. Y'all made me who I am. The city made me who I am. My friends, people like you made me who I am. That's how I look at friends. If you were ever my friend, you're my friend. If you're my enemy, I don't know you. There's no point of us talking or conversing or anything. So I'm like, everything is just being molded at the right time and it just paused but the moves that i've been making it's going to be a better position for the whole city i feel like because i'm not just doing everything for me i'm doing everything for the next 20 year old who didn't have a 30 year old in their ears spitting games to him about whatever i got a mentor that i connected with when i was 22 i was damn near about to quit you know what i'm saying and i brought him out of retirement to do one of my songs and he just dropped a project that went crazy in his city I linked him up with another artist in the city on a, on a humble, just so me and him can record a song. They end up doing two songs that day. I'm trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. Yep. And that's like, that's no ego at all. And I, like I said, I don't care where I'm at. I don't care if I make better beats than you, if you make better beats than me, if I rap better or whatever, if I could teach you something and if you could teach me something, bro, we can link and talk or whatever. Yeah. Knowledge, knowledge is power, and to me, I pay a thousand dollars to learn something and get that shit out to people for free. That's just me. Yeah. That's I've always done that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm still a fan believer in like it could be, but no, man, I'm, I'm serious. Like, but it's like I had to honestly understand why people don't know. Huh? Like, even when you, you didn't try to get somebody to game before, and they'd be like, man, you know, I'm going to go this way. I don't know. It happens. It happens. And that's, and here's my take on that. Like, that happens. 
And I've we all do that. That's that's choosing your own path. You know, so you could take some advice or you don't. And that's why I I'm always in my siblings' ear about what's going on. Like they'd be blind to something and they'd be like, Well, man, stop preaching all the time. It's like I'm not preaching. I just want to show you something that you don't know. And if it's and the way I do it is if I, I treat the women I talk to after being married, it's like I got a zero tolerance for a lot of shit. So it's like if I explain something to you once, I'm not doing it again. And if you constantly do what I explain to you that makes me mad, I'm just going to vanish. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I treat people like either you take my advice I give you or you don't. And if you don't and it backfire, that's on you. That's how I was raised. You know what I mean? My dad was like, nigga, you go to jail, nigga, you stay in there. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just about to post some shit earlier thinking out loud how, how people go to jail and they constantly go back because that's what they used to. They used to, they conditioned it doing silly shit to go back. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there thinking like, and people struggle to pay, put money on their books and, and help them out while they can. What would I look like having some books or some fucked up shit I did? You know what I mean? I look at shit like that. Like, I'm not putting nobody in a position where they got to fix my shit, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, like, that shit's crazy. Yeah, I can't do nobody better. Man. Like that. And that's my biggest issue with, like I said, connecting with women and and friends and all of that shit. It's not jazz, bro. My sister baby daddy just put her next to her car. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not jazz. I wanted to roll the window down, but I ain't I ain't got time to explain none of that fool. You can see that I don't have hair in my head. <laughs> Out the you know what I'm saying? Anyway. But so yeah, um, as far as being a burden, man, like, like I said, I was married. I got married to my kids' mom. I was twenty-two. Um, so yeah, we can go back. I can talk about you know the years that we missed from us being the kids to adult, boys to men. You know what I'm saying? I can start. Yeah, I kind of vanished. I vanished. I know I vanished like a motherfucker, man. I think everybody did. You had to, considering what we went through. You had to. Either that or be stuck in that shit. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't understand that, man. That shit is crazy. And like, yeah. Literally choose to leave. You can just literally choose to leave. Don't never stop you from leaving. And don't never just want to leave. Like, that'd be my thing. Some people get so comfortable. Like, it's not a bad thing to stay somewhere like that and um get your bread up. You know what I'm saying? We understand that now as adults. But as kids, it's like, we living good. We got this, we got that. We got everything we want because the bread is available. But in the meantime, we dealing with bullshit all day. We seeing bullshit all day. We living in bullshit all day, you know? And I love my childhood. And I love where Man, I Man, you feel me? You feel me? They're like, that's just not for me. You feel me? It's like, honestly, bro, I took my, my oldest was six. And I want to say my youngest was just going on two or was too, and I took them down there to Friendly Inn, POC, everywhere, you know what I'm saying? I just was showing them like, yeah, shit that we used to draw on the walls, like I showed them all the shit, we used to tag up all that. I'm like, this is where I came from and this is where you will never fucking be. As long as I'm alive, you will never experience this shit. That's what that was, it was a tutorial, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came from this, like the shit you see on TV, I witnessed that shit right firsthand, so, when people talk about that shit, it really bothers me because y'all be y'all haven't been there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my kids, I had to let them experience that. They really don't believe that they're laughing when I try to explain to people. Like most people don't believe it. 
or they'd be like, that could never yeah, happen. But, not supposed to happen. That shouldn't happen. Like, yeah. Man, but it ha- it happens, bro. Like, it's been situations where we, we, we would see or actually have held friends' blood in our fucking hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, or our own fucking blood. Like, this shit be real. It's just, it either makes you or breaks you. And we just so happen to be the ones that it didn't break. Yeah. I mean, I ain't even gonna lie. I don't think it really even break anybody. The problem be, like, you just... Once you just so used to it, which everybody got used to it at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just dig in. And, like, I wasn't one of them people that wanted to dig in. Like, some people just don't want to dig in. Like, yep. I didn't want to have it like that. Exactly, yo. It's like after after being in them situations and then you move out of that situation, it's like, damn, you're looking at, like, this a whole new world. Man, from – but you can catch the 14 from 40 up to Warrensville. That's a whole new goddamn country. Back in the day, back in 0405, when shit was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's where it was at. Like, I had family everywhere. So it was like, when I got tired of the projects, nigga, I went to the suburbs and kicked it with my uncles and my, and my, my uncles that was like young uncles type shit. You know what I'm saying? That was still hood, but they lived in the suburbs. It was just a different realm. It was just like, it was different. Them niggas was corny in the suburbs, you know what I'm saying? But it was just different. Like, shit, I feel like I fit right in on certain days. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, um, man, for real, like, I'm serious. Like, it's crazy. Like, I really think about our childhood. Like, man, we we really survived some fucked up shit, and it formed us to be who we are today. And it's like, if that didn't happen, who would we be today? I think about that shit all the time. I'd probably be less anxious, but like I, I wouldn't be. I don't think I'd be as an understanding person as I am. I don't think people be getting it how serious it is for like no people that just die. You feel me? Or just mm-hmm. no people that just not even not even right or no. I was about to say not even people that die or no people that just that live that life and then they around you, it's like they're cool, they're humble, they're angels, they, you know what I'm saying, but you know what they about. So it's like, you know what I mean? I think about that shit all the time, bro, because there'd be a lot of hood niggas who was hood as fuck, but wouldn't be on that bullshit with us. You know what I mean? Like, niggas was in that shit, but we wasn't down there fighting with the niggas and all that shit every time niggas fighting the shit. It was like, shit, niggas, our little, like, circle was like, nigga, you had your beef, that was your beef. Now, niggas ain't getting jumped, but if it was the ones, niggas shoot them bitches. Like, I hate nowadays niggas don't shoot the ones no more. It was rare back then. That was really rare. Like, and if you shoot the ones, somebody trying to shoot you after. Nobody want to take no L to be on camera. Man. And what's crazy, let me go this one more. Was, huh? I said, don't nobody want to take an L on, on camera, but. You know, I still want everybody to go home. I don't care what my problem is. Yep. I still want everybody to go home. Yep. I, I look at it like, and it's like, we see it on Facebook all the time with the women and how they raising their sons and, you know, saying this my king and this or that. Like, I feel like, granted, a lot of niggas are absent from their kids' lives on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I just so happen to be one of the fathers who wanted to do their job, but I witnessed I, I'm not I'm unbiased about a lot of shit. 
That's my thing. So if I see fucked up shit, no matter if it's family, friends, Facebook, I speak on it if I feel like it's some bull. You know what I'm saying? So on Facebook, you will see women raising their kids. They dressing like the kids. They treating their kids like can't like princes when they bad as fuck. Not teaching them when they be, when to be good at the right time. You know what I'm saying? Like not teaching them the right shit, and then they grow up to be these angry ass men. Or another thing I hate, um, seeing women talk to their sons or their kids in general a certain way. Like, um, I know a girl who, she got three sons who I would watch occasionally. She's like a friend of the family type of thing. Um, her little sons are, you know, they cool as hell. They around the same age as my son, so I'll get them together whenever, you know, they out in Willoughby, everybody out here. Um, but the way she talks to them, it's like, when they do something wrong, she's like, little bitch, sit down, you ugly motherfucker, this or that. And I'm sitting there, I tell her all the time, because now at this point, you like my little sister. So I'm going to talk to you like you my little sister, because if them was my sons and I heard you saying that shit, I don't hit women, but I would have probably slapped the dog shit out of you, because that's, that's foul, you know what I'm saying? Like, So... She like saying all that, and I'm telling her like, listen, your sons are gonna either grow up and start believing that they exactly what you calling them, or they gonna disown the fuck out of some women, and they gonna start a cycle that the same niggas you love and fuck with been doing to you, bro. Like, come on, open your eyes. And I hate that about women, like, or like, and like I say, niggas are absent a lot, and this shit goes down. Unfortunately, I just I see both sides because I've been on both sides of that shit. So, but that shit irks me, bro. <laughs> that shit irks my soul. Yeah, I want. And then you just I don't know. You just got certain next generation like to I don't know. I don't want to say not believe it, but I don't feel like you should you should take those words to eat that much. Like, I mean, no, it's like, it's just like as little kid, like her oldest son, I'm going to cut you up, but her oldest son is like six, seven. So it's like at that age, it's nothing negative that, you know, you shouldn't be calling them out their name like that. Granted, I got out the habit of calling, I don't call my sons nigga no more or nothing like that. Like if I'm with my niggas, then y'all my niggas, but my sons, y'all my sons. You know what I'm saying? I call them by they got nicknames, so I call them by their nicknames whenever I'm mad or even happy. They go they go by their nickname. Cause I don't want them like going through what we go through with that word. Granted, I'ma still use it because nigga, I'm I'm it's there. I use it in my songs and I use it because I I believe in free will and free speech and shit. But I want my sons to have better vocabularies real well so i've been getting offers and money off of that for real it's just been generating like i say i want a hundred little checks i want a hundred little checks or so or more for the rest of my life just to build that shit builds a lot of people trying to get that million dollars up front i'm not on that that shit gonna go like just like you crack that 20 as soon as you crack that 20 that bitch gone that million gonna feel just like that too <laughs> so Listen, let me, you get a million, you're supposed to stop and then just go ahead and invest in your own shit, huh? See, I'm trying to, man. This, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people get lazy and complacent, though. It's like, I can't do that. It shit goes back to CDs, niggas, and self-projects. I've always loved music, bro. It's just, I always love basketball more. I always thought I was going to the fucking NBA, so I never really paid attention to my music side until I got... 
I always felt that shit. I always felt I was going to the NBA. <laughs> I, back as a kid, bro. All right, all right. We're gonna come back to that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, as a kid, as a kid, bro, I always felt like it was just Oh, see, no, see, I ain't with all that no more. I don't dunk no more. The three, the three on the three on Curry in this in the in the vision on CP3, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That ain't gonna help you. I play under the rim now until I grab a rebound. That's oh my defense always oh, there. I'm still Tony Parker with that shit. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, honestly, that was my thing. I always love playing defense, bro. Like any anytime I get no, nah, see, anytime I get picked up anywhere, nigga, I'm like, they got me for defense and they know I'm gonna knock down a three. I'm gonna hit a three and I'm going I'm gonna get Mark. Honest to God. Anytime I'm hoping I can get any bucket I want. It's, and, I, and I'm saying this because, no, I'm saying this because, no, listen, I'm saying this because I'm telling you how, I'm telling, all right, see, maybe I can't give you my secret then because you, you might. I mean, I don't play one-on-one either. I do the five-on-five. Five. I like space on the court. No, it ain't no help. I can get a bucket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, look. Listen, I can get a bucket. I'd rather just play. I love, like, actual bat. I like running. I like running. My thing is I like running up and down the court, bro. I put you on skates. That's what you need. I got you. No, nah, bro. No, nah, see, my I can be wearing skates, and I'm locked down with it, man. I'm going to put you on skates. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, as soon as this shit opened up, I keep telling niggas the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to hoop. The first thing I'm doing, I'm going to hoop. CSU, look, CSU gonna be so packed that first week. I'm gonna wait till like week three, and then that's when the shit gonna be like all the way back going. Hopefully about week three. Get your cardio back up, man. Man, see, and that's crazy because I still run. I still be out here really be running with these goddamn coyotes and shit, <laughs> goddamn bears and shit out here. But no, like, um, it was something I was about to ask you about, uh. We was talking about like fatherhood and shit. Oh, I had a story. So about you know my sons and shit. How do you feel about like well now you don't have kids but you have like uh nieces nephews and shit right? Okay, so anytime you interact with them and it's a grandparent involved, right? How do you feel about? Damn, what's raining on me? <laughs> it's raining hard as hell. No, that shit get on. Um, how do you feel about like the grandparents feeling like they can control everything over your word, even though even when it's in their house, even when you're in their house, like why do you think they feel like their word is over the, the actual parents? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, that I don't feel like that ever happened. I, I never saw that growing up. Or never like, witnessed that type of shit. Yeah, or like as an adult, like if it happened, it happened when I wasn't seeing it, and then as an yeah. adult, like it just don't be like that. Like, like I, I think was, you gotta have a kid to experience that type of shit. Children and stuff, my grandma just wanted yeah. to. I don't know what's gonna happen, but like it's probably. Yeah. Like, but it's like it just don't be operating like that with my family, though. Man, my uh, well. It's only like that on her dad, on her family side and shit. Um, sometimes with her father. Um, but we got to understand it now. I mean, we always been cool. Like, even to this day, we ain't been together for five years. 
and me and him, we can go drink a beer together. Like, I can go pull up on him right now. Like, and that's just me being me. Like, I'm still cordial with everybody and shit, so. But there's one particular day, and he does it a lot where, the, you know, the grandparents want to give the kids sweets and shit all day long and yada, yada. And I'm big on, man, like, I grew up eating a lot of sweet shit. Right now, I only eat sweet shit when I'm high. So it's like when my kids want that shit all day, I get aggravated. Like, no, I didn't have nobody stopping me from eating all that shit fucking up my teeth as a kid. I'm about to help y'all. You know what I'm saying? But the grandparents don't be understanding that. And they first line be, well, y'all had ate this shit when y'all was kids. That don't matter. <laughs> like, I know when my kids growing up, like, I did. Like, yeah, I don't care. This is my house and da-da-da. He like 50-something talking like this. And I'm like, it's no point in me getting rowdy with you. And I know that I'm going to be cool with you again one of these days. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't care. This is my house and da-da-da. He like 50-something talking like this. And I'm like, it's no point in me getting rowdy with you. And I know that I'm going to be cool with you again one of these days. You know what I'm saying? So I let him, you know what I'm saying, speak his peace and all this shit. But I'm I'm like, at the end of the day, my kids know that when they get over here, they're going to listen to us. But they feel like they got to listen to y'all more. I'm like, that's a problem with me. It's always going to be a problem with me because we come first no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Took offense to this. And it was like, well, this is my house and da da da. He had been drinking and shit. He goes and grabs their mom. Shoulder, shaking her up and shit. He ain't no big dude, no tough dude or none of this shit, but he just drunk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of them guys who really speak the truth when he drink and shit. Um, I felt like that day I would have went to jail. <laughs> like, if it wasn't for, because he, he was old and drunk, and I just, I felt like if I hit him one time, it would have been over with. Yeah, because, like, it was dark and all of that, and, like, when I get mad, bro, it's like I, I don't fight like that because it's like I know what I'm – I know I'm not going to try to stop. I'm trying to break a limb. I'm trying to break a leg, an arm. It's like I want to disable you, man. You are old. Like you're going to heal slow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like it was best. Honestly, we just – we skidded out of shit, man. And after that, it took me like a year and a half to get over that shit, man. I'm like, damn, your dad really pulled one of them. And after that, like – uh, I'm like that too. It'll take me a long time to get past some shit. Man, it, and it's just like, I'm not that petty, but when it's somebody like that, it's like, damn, bro, because you tried me. And it was like, you tried her. Yes, your daughter. This is the one that y'all was upset that she married me and I'm her protector. And again, you did that. You know what I'm saying? How was I supposed to feel? You her father. You her first line of defense, nigga. You was. You know what I'm saying? That shit blew me, but right now we got this little understanding though um we don't really get into it like i it took me uh shit like i said we was married man it was some bullshit mm, i don't even want to really talk about it because this shit going live later on and shit <laughs> i can't even really do i can't even really talk about it but it ended it ended bad at first but i had to take like i took like three years to really get over everything and it's past year was year three so now i'm at a place where me and her can laugh and joke and all of this shit now about whatever you know what i'm saying we always could do that but now it's like i don't hold nothing against it because now it's like i'm focused on what i need for myself and my kids not what she need to be doing for them no more you know what i'm saying so i'm like now it's either you do your job or you don't but i'm gonna keep doing mine type shit regardless my kids gonna see what's going on as they get older and they gonna know like shit no matter what my dad was there he's still here you know what i'm saying 
even if I go, I'm going to be in, I'm, it's crazy. I'm in them now. It's a complete split. My youngest is the firecracker hothead. Want to fight all the time, but he's smart as shit. He's six, but between three and six, he's always read at a higher, you know, level. Three years old, he read at a second grade level. Now he reads at a fourth or fifth grade level. He's only six. Nobody ever, I, he just picked up a book and it was just there, bro. He's six. He know every damn NFL legend. He don't, you know, I don't talk about that with him. His first word was daddy. Dada, of course, easiest shit to say with the kind of babies. And his second word was LeBron. His third word was James. He was born. I'm not lying to you, Mark. I'm not lying to you, bro. I still got the videos. Like, I found out he was a lefty. He uh, picked up his basketball first time, taking the steps and putting it in the hoop with his left hand. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a baller. And then he started talking. He started saying LeBron James. LeBron was in Miami at the time. What nobody talking about him like that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shocked the shit out of me. And that's when I knew I'm like, oh, he's somebody reincarnated. Like, I believe in that shit. And my son kind of proved that my youngest. And then my oldest is like the RC. He real calm, cool, collect all the time. He very, he very seldomly get rattled. You know what I'm saying? It kind of spooks me sometimes how he don't get rattled. He don't scare easy when it comes to certain shit. Damn, police pulling in here. Let me cut this light off. It's cool. I'm in front of the house. My ID in my pocket. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, he's like the cool, calm, and collective type. And he's into the video games and drawing and art and stuff. The youngest into the sports. Because, like, they complete split of me, man. That shit is really wild when I look. It teaches you, like, to be humble, man. Like, so me just having him and going through the stuff with her, I had to realize, like, that's just how I look at it. So I had to put my ego, like we was talking about earlier, had to put my ego to the They the reason why I'm here, and I'm the reason why they're here. Focus on that. Nothing else matters in the world. Not your mom, dad, siblings, no fucking body. Like, they come before God to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they come before anything that put oxygen in my fucking breath. They come before that. So they damn sure come before me. This side, and escape all that dumb shit in my mind. You know what I'm saying? It took me three years. I ain't gonna lie. It took me a minute. But um, I feel like I transcended into what, I, what I'm going through now, which is I'm elevated. Nothing can really rattle me right now. Nothing but somebody dying close to me because that's anybody get rattled off of that. You know what I'm saying? But nothing, not a nigga staring at me, not a nigga throwing shots on Instagram or wherever the fuck over whatever. It can't rattle me right now. Nigga, I'm going to laugh at it. Like, okay. Delete, nigga. Block. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Man, even even in, like, real life, when niggas get to talking, and like, I'm like, okay, bro, but either you want to fight or you want to shut up. And I don't want to fight you because, nigga, I got kids. I'm not trying to go to jail. So, therefore, I'm going to shut up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the humble one. Like, all the time. Most of the time. I'm going to be the humble one because of my kids. So, I do that when it comes to her. We still have certain discussions about I mean, of course, every parent will have those disagreements when it comes to certain shit. But it's not like shit where I cuss around no more about. Um, I'm past that phase. If I'm cussing around, it's about something I feel like my son shouldn't have went through or something like that where I feel like we could have talked about it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Something where I feel like it wasn't no team effort. That's when I'm going to get mad because that's, nigga, we got to be that no matter what when it comes to them. So I got that mindset, and she's just now probably developing that mindset right now. But it's like, you got to speed it up for me because, like I said, I've developed a no-tolerance, no-bullshit type mindset when it comes to a lot of stuff. Um, 
that ended kind of sour shit for me. The first year, I went through a hell of five fucking hoe phase, man. And I'm a, and I'm gonna listen. We talking about this shit now. Only my sister know these stories, bro. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give it to you because we on here now, bro. And I feel like just getting all right. So, man, when I was working at this gig, bro, um, when I got there, she was pregnant. My my uh, wife ex wife was pregnant at the time, and I kept it real with all the females. I'm like, I'm married, kid on the way, got another kid. I don't lie about none of that shit, nigga. Everybody in my neck, every female. It's like females gravitate to good niggas when they trying to be good. You know what I'm saying? That's a struggle. Man, that's a struggle in itself. My best friend, like, you know my best friend. You know April. She's She's been my best friend since we were fucking kids, 10 or 11. So it's like I'm comfortable being around females when, without trying to fuck them all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's no, I got fucking now, well. On my mom's side, I had three sisters, but now total reconnected with my dad's side, I got fucking nine sisters total. Like, I'm real comfortable being around women without doing bullshit, reckless shit. You know what I'm saying? I was mature as a kid, so, you know what I'm saying? So, nigga, get there, work there for like two years, two years in is when we split up. I hit like seven of them. I ain't give a fuck. Every one of them that was, nigga, they was coming. I was knocking them down. I didn't care because it was like, nigga, I'm single. I went through a, a a marriage that I dealt with cheating and all that shit for seven years. So, nigga, I kind of went crazy my first year. Went crazy. Didn't really care. Went crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm still taking care of my kids, but it's like, nigga, I'm about to do some shit. Nigga, I'm about to have fun. I'm about to, the next couple years, nigga, I'm about to kick it, kick it, kick it type shit. So, <laughs> Man, I turned nigga, I turned up for the first year. Um, nigga, I honestly, I was already smoking, but nigga, I, it turned into an everyday thing. All right, so during that time, what was the most adventurous thing you did? Shit, honestly, went to a haunted house, and I don't fuck with them bitches. Hey, look, I just went to my first one like that maybe a year or two ago. I think three years, three winters ago, I went with. One of the girls who I was messing with at the job, we was like actually kicking it on some relationship, kicking it, but we went together type shit. So we did a little shit together. That was one thing that we did. I try that. I would have never went to no fucking haunted house if it was just me, bro. I don't be on that shit because everything jumping out, I'm swinging because I feel like you're trying to attack me for real. I feel like you're trying to get me, bro. <laughs> so I'm in that bitch. I'm like, listen. So I even smoked before I went. We ended up drinking a little bit before we went. So I'm annoyed as fuck. I believe everybody there got real motive to kill somebody because it's the perfect fucking night. You know what I'm saying? Everybody dressed. Man. So I'm annoyed. And I that was probably the the most honestly, and I'm glad I did it because I got it out the way. I'm the type if I said if I fear something, I want to do it once to get out the way. Huh? I ain't going back though. I got out the way for sure, but I ain't going back. <laughs> I ain't never going listen. I watch a movie or some shit. I fuck with scary movies and shit, but I'm not fucking with no. It's pointless. I got it out the way. <laughs> I got it out the way. But shit, yeah. And I went to the seven floors of hell. So I started. I don't know how good that one supposed to have been, but that shit was pretty fucking scary to me, bro. <laughs> I was in that bitch like niggas was like, I'm like, oh, he ain't real. Like niggas was. It's a part where, like, they in a cage, and then some of them is dummies and some of his people. So I'm like, oh, the nigga that's actually hanging on the fence was real hanging over that bitch, but the nigga who was in the corner like a real person wasn't. I was like, man, what the fuck? I'm looking this way. This nigga jumping off the fence like Spider-Man. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 
I'm like, what is going on? I listen. When I tell you, I ain't gonna front. I was hiding behind her, bro. <laughs> I was hiding behind, like the movie shit. I was really hiding behind her. I ain't even gonna front to you, but I was hiding behind her. But she she opened my eyes to a lot of shit. Um, as far as like getting my mind together, trying to take my mind off of her and other put it on other shit. But she also was a negative vibe sometimes too, because she had somebody, and I ain't step on toes until then type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was always on edge like damn somebody gonna pull up to the job somebody gonna you know what i'm saying like because when i got cheated on and all that shit i was i had a phase where i wanted to kill some shit because of what was going on so i know how niggas would feel if i stepped on some toes but you know what i'm saying she like we ain't together she put one of the moves we ain't together we ain't this we talking y'all niggas together nigga like this nigga see that i'm in your car from the inside of how your car look talking about oh you must be with you know what i'm saying i'm like damn bro like what you got niggas doing that yeah i can't talk to you no more like i can't i don't do that drama shit bro like yeah i don't do that at all like i mm-hmm. i don't got time for that man we too old being viable like don't let dog don't call my phone don't have at all bro don't even that's that movie when he said it's one thing i don't like i felt that shit don't fucking ask me no question that's the only that's the only thing I agree with that nigga on in that movie. Don't ask me no questions if it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Don't, if it don't pertain to you, do not question me. Like, we ain't together, don't question me. Like, I don't, but I get people that respect. Like, I don't question you, don't question me. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not about to ask you nothing. I don't, I don't need to know. Exactly, exactly. And if it's something that I really want to know and I feel like it's going to hurt my feelings, I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to wait until you say something or I'll bring it out of you easy. Like, I won't just be like, what's up with this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Another thing with people not checking their egos at the door. Like, that that wolf mentality click in and they're like, oh, I got to get this information. Like, nigga, you can chill for a minute. That's what I had to learn. You can chill on some information for a minute. That's what I was going to touch on my year two. You would chill, chill on some information for a minute and just build on that mentally. Like, damn, maybe if I did it that way, on my end, it would have been better. Fuck what they did to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had went through that phase, year two, where I stopped just blaming her for everything. So it's, you know what I'm saying? It's times where we still had discussions where she like, well, I was selfish with my emotions and all that shit. I'm not selfish with my emotions. I just don't tolerate dumb shit. It just so happened that we didn't connect mentally. And that frustrated me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's not I'm, I'm an asshole. You know what I'm saying? By nature. I was just raised like I'm an asshole, but I'm not going to hurt your feelings on purpose. I'm going to teach you something as I talk to you. That's just how I talk to people as like a teacher. Like I always had that role. Like I say, Josh was like my first son. He came when I was 10. We changing diapers, watching him, teaching him shit. I had that in me early. You know what I'm saying? Trying to teach you shit. So it was like I was teaching her, teaching the boys, and teaching myself shit at the time. I mean, while we was together type shit. And that, that's what it, that's all what it was. Like, I can handle a breakup, but the frustration came from me putting everything on hold at certain points to make you comfortable, happy, this or that, and you pull what you pull. That's what I'm frustrated about. You, I could care less because I came in this world. I could leave without you too, you know what I'm saying? Born alone, die alone. That was a saying in our family, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I ain't coming here with no twin, if I leave right now, the only two people – and like family, you know what I'm saying? But only two people who would leave and really fuck me up would be my kids. Because I brought them here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
death happens. I believe like people going to die, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. So why really fear that shit and just live in fear so much? So, but anyway, back to the uh, information. So all the stuff that I was just thinking about gaining the knowledge about myself that year, um, I'm sitting there like just reflecting like, damn, if I did this different, maybe she would have did that different. And then I would have did something different. It would have kept corresponding. You know what I mean? Kept, 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 you know, panning back and forth a little bit. Um, I went through that. I went through a phase where any nigga she talked to, I was on bullshit, but it wasn't like bullshit because I was on bullshit. It was like, I need to meet these niggas because I don't want nobody else around my kids. Who was better to teach my kids but me? That was my mindset. So if anybody going to be around my kids, they better be like me a little bit. Like, they better be able to teach them niggas something at least. You know what I'm saying? But the type of nigga she into completely left field from what I am. And I've noticed that. And that's that'll be my only... That was my only fear at the time. Like, I can't trust you with them enough because how rec- reckless you are when it comes to men type shit. So, but I got over that. I'm like, all right, so now if you do what you do, I, I trust you're not going to put my kids in a situation that's going to fuck them over. And if you do, that's just going to make it easier for me to do my job even better type mm-hmm. shit. So I got over that, and I was still in a little hoe phase at the time too. So I'm sitting there still talking to, well, at the time it was just two women, the girl from the job and then another female I was dealing with. So, but both of them was like two totally different sides. One of them brought me like a happiness just in the bedroom type shit. And the other one was like, I could kick it with you, not want to fuck every day. We could just chill. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I was, I caught myself using people for certain shit. Like I was getting used too. So that year too, I had to stop that, reflect on that too, open my mind to some shit. And then on year three, I, which was last year, between 29 and 30, when I turned 30, I uh, I was celibate for a whole fucking year. Just like, nigga, I went out with a bang, biggest booty ever, nigga, stripper type shit. Nigga, I went out on top for real. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to chill for a whole year. I'm like, if I find somebody by the time I'm 30, it'll happen when I'm 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to focus on that. Soon as I started that shit, bro, the music start fucking flowing out of me. Everything start flowing the fuck out of me. Like, You had more time because you wouldn't run around with a bunch of different women. Not even that. I wasn't focused on it. I was just... It was like a, a female could literally call my phone after sending some pictures, like, I'm on my way to your house. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm making beats. I'm cool. I'm watching a movie. I'm cool. I'm doing something. I could be just chilling, smoking. Don't even, I just don't want to deal with you. Like, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Huh? I hear you. Yeah, it's like you're just saying, like, I don't want you tempting us. You feel me? Like, not even that, because... You was going to be disappointed. I knew what I was doing. Like, I knew I just didn't want to fuck nothing, like, for a long time. And then I had females on 10 date rules. Like, before I touch you, we're going to go on 10 fucking dates. I was dead serious, bro. Like, the females in the situation was the niggas when it came to me. Like, I was like, bro, 10 day rule. If you can't handle that shit, I don't know what to tell you. Like, flat out. Women always disrespecting your morals, man. Man, it. Because they're not used to niggas having some. That's what it be. They're not really used to men having 
certain morals and rules when it comes to themselves. Granted, we all can turn that whole phase on and off. Anybody can. Like, nigga, if you just want to have fun, you want to have fun type shit. But women in particular, like you say, the women I deal with, they are selfish when it comes to that shit, bro. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, how? Both of them be like, when I want some, I'm trying to get some, I'm over there kicking it. They like, no, I'm cool. But they wake me up, strip the shit out of nigga. Like, damn, how does this work? Like, damn, like, y'all really acting like niggas in this situation, like, right now. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there and and it made me think, how yeah, it made me think like, man, we could get used too, bro. Like, we get used too. Like, damn, like I really got used for this amount of months, bro. And I really was cool with it because I was using them too. But after reflecting, it's like, it ain't worth it. Y'all was using me. I was using y'all, bro. I'm at a whole nother level right now mentally. I don't want to be used no more. Like, I got used in my marriage. I don't want to, and I didn't even get used in a sexual way because that shit was low key dry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is unfortunate, but I, when I'm with you, I'm keyed in. I'm locked in. Like, nigga, that shit could be fixed. Nigga, I could teach you some shit. Like, but when I figure I'm getting used and it's the wrong time in my life, I just, I shut it off. I'm like, I'm about to go cold turkey for as long as I can to learn about myself. And that's what I did. And then this year, I'm just pumping out music, like, learning about my kids. Um, that's all I've been doing, really. Reflecting, like, learning, like, I'm big on information. Like I said earlier, I'm the type, if I pay for information, I'm giving that shit for free. So I just was building on myself, man. Like, in the corona shit, it ain't, it just paused what I had planned. It paused a couple plans, but it ain't stopped nothing. And as soon as this shit over, man, it's like a lot of shit about to happen. All right, so before we get out of here, I just got to ask you, uh, because I was thinking about this, so I feel like this is a, like a good question. Um, I know what you're about to ask, too. <laughs> nope. Um, I don't think you're going to see this coming. So, um, is 60-year-old you proud of you? Will 70-year-old you be happy with the decisions that you are making now? Oh, yeah. I didn't expect that one. The decisions I'm making right now at 70... If things were to pan out, I feel like they would definitely, like, myself would definitely be proud of that shit. Like, I feel like I would have a lot of stories. I tell people all the time, I feel like the last three years, honest to God, my life would be like a crazy-ass origin story. Like, man, like, sleeping at a bus stop in the middle of a blizzard because I didn't want to go deal with no family and beg them to pay them to come to their house. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. Because we weren't cool. That type of shit. So I feel like overcoming what I've overcame the last three years. And especially like not going crazy at the same time. Like with the with, with anxiety that I developed and shit over like um, dealing with, you know, the marriage breaking up and all that shit. Like I feel like I've achieved so much more and I'm, I'm going to achieve more. So at 70... If I ain't at least happy about some shit I'm doing right now at 30, I'm like, shit, what what else is there to do for me? You know what I'm saying? What do I got to do? Because my kids love me. I'm healthy. I ain't got no beef. I ain't got no niggas out here trying to kill me. I ain't trying to kill nobody. It's like I really can wake up every day comfortable. I can go to whatever side of the town and not have to worry about nobody coming to my neck. Like, at 70, I better be fucking happy. Like, I, I survived a lot of shit. <laughs> so... Shit, it gotta, yeah. So, do you think 60, 
fifteen year old you would probably well probably not because like I said I wanted to go to the league. <laughs> I thought I was going to the NBA bad. I just knew I was going to the league. I mean yeah because I ain't go to jail. I ain't kill nobody. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had to sell no drugs for real. I ain't had to do nothing reckless. Like I didn't have to really and I really thank my parents for that shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really have to fucking react in survival mode all the time between 16 and now. So I feel like, yeah, maybe for, for sure. Because at 16, it's niggas doing life. You know what I'm saying? It's niggas dead and doing life. I know for sure. I know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Younger than that. So, yeah. Gotta be, man. I feel like, and even now at 30, it's much more good shit to come, man. Even at 70, I'll be still, I'll still be doing shit at 70. I'm gonna be hooping at 70. If you're 30, the 30 bullshit come, I call it bullshit because it's just like this string of unfortunate events. But mm-hmm. once you do exactly what you feel like you're supposed to do and do is right, it's gonna come out good for you. You just gotta stay true to who you are doing that. And then when it comes through, it's gonna come through big time. Definitely. So the 30s is good. Definitely. Man. And that's crazy. Fucking amazing. That's crazy though. Look. Before listen, before we go, I want to touch on something that you just talked about, and like it's like a spiritual thing. So, you hit to like angel numbers and shit. No. All right, so it's like if you see triple ones or double ones or quadruple ones and shit like that. Like, honest to God, through my trans transcendence the last three years, I've been seeing quad. I mean, quadruple ones, eleven, eleven, every other day, right? I'm about to read to you. And like I say, that's the time where I've been in the most creative space and, you know what I'm saying, I'm listening to music or I'm making beats and I always look at my phone or something at 11-11, right? And I, I always wonder what was going on with this shit. Um, I'm trying to find this shit real quick. But yeah, I was always wondering, damn, I don't even know where it's at. What, like, what's the meaning behind that shit? I found it, like, last week after dealing with that shit for like two years i found out what exactly you know saying the meaning behind seeing these damn numbers and shit and i can't even but it's like pretty much me seeing these numbers means that i'm in tune with my most creative self and the the actual universe you know what i'm saying i'm most in tune with what's going on with the world which is crazy because i've been tuned in to all the shit that's been dealing you know what i'm saying since, like, I honestly, since a kid, I've been aware of a lot of shit. That's just, I don't know if that's a Scorpio in me or what, or just being that we grew up and we had to be alert a lot. But man, I'm like, the angel number thing was crazy. I'm about to find it for you and read exactly what it is. And I always, I kept asking people, like, what the fuck is the meaning behind me seeing this, these, these ones every day? It doesn't matter if it's AM or PM, bro. Honestly, Six six days out the week, I will see that shit to this day. Just seen it earlier this morning. Fuck around and see it tonight. And I'm always making beats either sometime. And it's like, it's always there. But all right, well, actually, I'm going to just give you the one that I've been seeing. The actual number, I'm going to just give you that one. And it'll explain that number in itself. But it's like, if you, uh like, later, I'm going to text you a link to it, too. And it's like, niggas keep telling me to play it in the lottery because I literally see it every day. It never fails. All right, they say um, 
is say upon noticing the frequency of you know the quadruple ones, you may begin to see an increase in I don't know what the fuck word that is Synch- synchronicity. I never seen that shit. <laughs> and unlikely and miraculous coincidences appearing in your life at times when you're about to go through a major spiritual awakening or an epiphany of some kind. The number, you know, quadruple ones may appear in your physical reality and experience to signal the upcoming change or shift. When noticing the angel numbers appearing, take notice of the thoughts you had right at that moment as um, the numbers indicate that your thoughts and beliefs are aligned with the truths that are happening in your life. I've been seeing that shit for like the last three years. It perfect sense. Like, see that number? I'm making beats. I'm I'm in tune with something creative wise. And it's like people keep saying, just play the number. I'm like, I don't like the lottery. I'm not gonna play the lottery because it's a tease. But every time I see that number, I now just jot down how I'm feeling, and I just keep track of that shit. So it's like, you ever see that type of shit? Where like that numbers and spiritual shit? I believe in that shit. Like, I'm a spiritual motherfucker. I'm not really religious, but the spiritual shit, like. If you ever see them numbers, bro, like it's something like, like important going on with you. You know what I mean? Like that shit. That you you spoke on it. I had to bring that shit up. Hey, the next one, the next one we'll do the music thing. Yeah, but give everybody your uh your handle, your Twitter, your Instagram. I got you. Uh, if I can remember that shit, I just smoked some shit. <laughs> no. um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, meditate underscore music. Um, Facebook is just meditate, meditate. That's M-E-D-E-T-A-T underscore music. Um, and that's pretty much the only two I use right now. And then my website is thehumblegods with a Z dot com. I got a, I got like three new three new songs coming out. So get on that website, subscribe, and uh, everything will be right sent right to y'all when it's hot and ready. <laughs> All right, for sure. So everybody, look out for that. Make sure y'all go follow. And uh, before we get out of here, in the words of the hip hop philosopher, future, I gave a plug to my nigga, gave a game to my son. Hey.